This is Charlie Amari back with Lars to continue our series on Buddhism. Um, the, f the first things you learn in Tantric Buddhism are the four outer preliminary teachings, the first of which is on the preciousness of the human rebirth which has five individual advantages. Nagarjuna lists them as follows. Born a human, in a central place, with all one's faculties, without a conflicting lifestyle, and with faith in the Dharma. Without a human life, it would not be possible even to encounter the Dharma. So this human body is the advantage of support. Had you been born in a remote place where Dharma was unheard of, you would have never come across it. But the region you were born in is central as far as Dharma is concerned, and so you have the advantage of place. Not to have all your sense faculties intact would be a hindrance to the practice of Dharma. If you are free of such disabilities, you have the advantage of possessing the sense faculties. If you had a conflicting lifestyle, you would always be immersed in negative actions and at variance with the Dharma. Since you now have the wish to do positive actions, this is the advantage of intention. If you had no faith in the Buddha's teachings, you would not feel any inclination for the Dharma. Having the ability to turn your mind to the Dharma, as you are doing now, constitutes the advantage of faith. Because these five advantages need to be complete with regard to one's own makeup, they are called the five individual advantages. To practice the real, authentic Dharma, it is absolutely necessary to be a human being. Now, suppose that you did not have the support of a human form, but had the highest form of life in the three lower realms, that of an animal, even the most beautiful and highly prized animal known to man. If someone said to you, say Om Mani Padme Hum once and you'll become a Buddha, you would be quite incapable of understanding his words or grasping their meaning, nor would you be able to utter a word. In fact, even if you were dying of cold, you would be unable to think of anything to do but lie in a heap. Whereas a man, no matter how weak, would know how to shelter in a cave or under a tree, and would gather wood and make a fire to warm his face and hands. If animals are incapable of even, even such simple things, how could they ever conceive of practicing Dharma? Gods and other beings of the kind, however superior their physical form, do not meet the requirements laid down for taking the prati-moksha vows, and therefore cannot assimilate the Dharma in its totality. As to what is meant by a central region, one should distinguish between a geographically central region and a place that is central in terms of the Dharma. Geographically speaking, the central region is generally said to be the Vajra seat of Bodhigaya in India, at the center of Jambudvipa, the southern continent. The thousand Buddhas of the good Kalpa all attain enlightenment there. Even in the universal destruction at the end of the Kalpa, the four elements cannot harm it, and it remains there as if suspended in space. As its center grows, at its center grows the tree of enlightenment. This place, with all the towns of India around it, is therefore considered the central region in terms of geography. In Dharma terms, a central place is wherever the Dharma, the teaching of Lord Buddha, exists. All other regions are said to be peripheral.